As someone who is so excited to garden this spring, yet really wants top quality soil, I'm really excited to introduce you to Coast of Maine, which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings. And if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life, you're going to want to listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise, Coast of Maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable sustainable, eco-friendly brand who really emphasizes the importance of natural ingredients to enrich their soil. And I mean, they have, like I said, top quality with rigorous quality control and OMRI listed certification. Their diverse range of products caters to all gardening needs. Most of our soils may lack appropriate nutrients for success for our plants and our plants need this. We want to regenerate the healthy microbes in our soils to set up for gardening success and just for our plants to thrive. So if we add Coast of Maine products, this will indeed help. Whether you're planting trees or shrubs or perennials in your yard, adding Coast of Maine soil in your planting holes leads to a long, slow feeding of your plants, making them self-sufficient and vibrant, which we love. Let's say you want a vegetable garden. Not only will you receive abundant harvest, but there will be less feeding and maintenance throughout the season. Amazing. You know that everything grown in Coast of Maine soil is organic and safe for your family and friends right out of the garden. And then you get to also feel good about their sourcing as I'm so thankful they provide natural ingredients because they will never include household waste or biosolids. And we know that nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below cultivated from products and practices rooted in coast of Maine. And so they will continually perfect the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and the place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. We love supporting local and the products are carried by local retail partners who can provide advice and insight not found in big box stores. So Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert. Anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. And their products make organic gardening simple and approachable so we can all garden. So let's get to growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. That's Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, coastofmaine.com. I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E, Medics. Thrive Cosmetics and Bigger Than Beauty skincare are not just makeup brands, they're a whole vibe. They're all about empowering us to rock our confidence, and when you support them, we are helping other communities thrive. Their stuff is not only easy to use, but 
no nasties, zero parabens, sulfites, phthalates. They are 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Let's talk lashes. Thanks to Thrive's liquid lash extensions, I must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush. It adds lengths. There are no clumps. And also, guess what? It slides right off with warm water. So no raccoon eyes here. And I appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. And it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics. C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. Hello, Jaima. Jaima, yummies. It is Raquel. I hope you are staying centered during this time. This episode today will indeed help you in some way. I was surprised at how divinely timed this episode was where I knew I needed to release it during quarantine because the tools that our guest today, the beautiful Heather Ashamara, provides are tools that we can use every single day. Practical tools, by the way, that we can use every single day to help us get through whatever we're going through during this time as there's so much that might be rising within us day to day that is new yet also old that is boiling up from our old paradigm as one of the reasons why I believe we are all being quarantined and in our own space is perhaps to really really release those energetic bodies within us as I've talked about in other recent episodes releasing these energetic bodies within us alchemizing it through our heart space so they do not stay stagnant within us and we can move forward move on but a lot of us are going through so much I am sure if you are feeling a lot at this time you are not alone I can assure you as most everyone I've talked to are expressing these new and old expressions that are coming through them but it makes sense as we're indeed shifting away from the old paradigm into something new and more expansive for ourselves and for the collective and for mama earth 
So what a beautiful time to really use the tools to help us move through all the anxieties, the sadness, the stories. Heather Ash really shares the power of moving past these stories, moving through these stories to uncover the truth. And so I'm excited for you to hear this is what she, how she shares it is extremely practical, her method and her map. Now, I heard about Heather Ashamara around this time last year when I interviewed someone she wrote a book with, Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. They wrote The Seven Secrets to Healthy, Happy Relationships. And now Heather Ash herself has written a number of books, including her Warrior Goddess training series. Heather Ashamara is also the founder of Toltec Center of Creative Intent. And you can feel from her essence that she has truly done a lot of the work to step into her authentic self. Through her practice, she blends Toltec wisdom, European shamanism, Buddhism, and Native American ceremony in her writings and teachings. And so she'll be walking us through each of the four chambers through feeling, story, truth, and intent. So indeed, take notes, mental notes, heart notes, or write the notes on your phone. And I highly encourage you to try out this practice through a couple of different stories that you might find repeating in your mind each day or a story that comes up and you realize it doesn't spark a really good feeling so it triggers you in some way and to work through that to see what is true and release the story within you. I asked that one question that I ask a lot of the guests, the billboard question, and I just have to say, it's been so wild. I don't know who who did this, but for some reason when I ask that billboard question, you know, if the universe were to give you free billboards to write one thing, one message across the main highways in major cities all around the world, that question. I always visualize for whatever reason, because there's a lot of billboards around here, I visualize it along the highway where Palm Springs is, Palm Desert, the Coachella Valley where I'm staying right now. Well, actually, I'll be headed to Utah when you're listening to this, but where I'm staying right now, there's a lot of billboards. So I always picture that area. And I don't know who it was because it's not advertised, but someone has purchased about four or five or maybe even more billboards around the Coachella Valley to share simple short messages like you've got this you are loved the truth is within you i'm like what (laughs) who did this i have no idea but someone really did decide to share a message on billboards across the highways while in the coachella valley without any sort of advertisement it's really taken me aback because i truly envision this where I see them and just some special message. And these are messages that some of the guests have shared, it seems. So, wow, (laughs) this universe is so wild, but that is what I'd like to see on a billboard. Anyways, I just wanted to share that. We might as well though, move forward with Heather Ash, Amara's message for you. So, With all of that being said, I believe it is time to let the magic begin with Heather 
Ash Amara. What is lighting you up right now? Uh, what is lighting me up right now is being really open and listening to what's next of how to best be in service to my community. How do you listen? Uh, and what are, do you listen to? Lots of long who? walks. Yeah, who? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely long walks involved in being outside. And, you know, one of the things that I do, which I found be really helpful, is before I go to bed, I'll hold a question in my heart and then bring it with me into the dream time. And a lot of times I'll wake up with the answer. Yes. Or have clarity <gasps> yeah, the next morning. Isn't that phenomenal how that happens? What do you think happens between asking that question at night and waking up and receiving the answer, sometimes in journaling or just right when we open our eyes? I feel like all of us have this immense wisdom inside of us and this connection to a larger field of energy and resources. And that during the day, often our brain is engaged and we're trying to figure things out and we tend to clamp down without realizing it. And so when you go to sleep and let yourself rest and go into that dream world, that wisdom part of us, that part of us that has access to a much bigger picture is able to then gather the information and bring it forward into our being. Well, Heather Ash, I'm, I am so thankful to have you on. Well, I learned about you when I interviewed your co-writer, Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. Mm, and so yes. I'm just thankful to have you on now. Yeah, it's perfect timing. It is divine timing indeed. And I would just love for the listeners to get some insight on you and your journey and what led you to dedicate your life to understanding Toltec wisdom more deeply and just more about Heather Ash. Mm, well, I had an unusual upbringing. I was raised in Southeast Asia and we moved every two years. That's so cool. So yeah, it was very cool and very challenging honestly because my life kept getting upended. But now I look back and I'm like, thank you. That was the biggest <laughs> gift because I was exposed to so many different cultures, different religions, different ways of perceiving the world. And when I first moved to the United States to go to college, I felt really disconnected. I felt this sense of something's not right and I couldn't name it. Mm. So for a couple of years, I went into politics really big. So I became a, a social activist, did a lot of uh, political work and social work. And about two years into that, I realized, okay, something's not right. I'm angry all the time. My friends are angry all the time and nothing's changing. So it was at that point that I started studying different spiritual traditions and getting really curious about what else is there? How else do I create a sense of self and community? And yeah, it was really, real beautiful study. So I studied with a lot of different teachers and had a dream about Don Miguel oh. when I was, I think, 22. <laughs> yeah, 24, I think I was 24. And so I had a dream about this man that was gonna radically change my life. And I remember waking up thinking, right, where am I gonna meet this person? Um, and a week later, someone came into my office and said, oh my God, you have to meet this man. And my whole body was like, oh no, I am not ready for this. And yeah, so I, it took me a year because I could feel, I knew my life was going to change drastically. Yeah. And 
when I finally did meet Miguel, he at that time he was traveling around and coming to Sacramento near where I lived once a month. And when I finally met him, it was really the community. Like I remember walking into the room and feeling this deep sense of like, yes, this, these are my people. This is the kind of community I've been looking for. And then to, to meet Miguel was, was such a gift. So that was in 1994. So before his book, before the four agreements, before anybody knew who he, who he was, I was really blessed to get to be in the the early teaching. Wow. No kidding. That is actually so beautiful. And so you were aware of the four agreements before the four agreements came to the masses. Yes. Yeah. That was part of our study. That's beautiful. And no wonder, by the way, you are using the term warrior heart practice. I mean, you've already talked about the heart and hearing your experience of your past and uh, being a social justice, what I call them as social justice warriors, as they are there to fight for something. And that's something that their heart is like guiding them for, for whatever reason in that moment. And yours was too, but that only unfolded a more, it seems like, peaceful path for you. Yes. Yeah. I feel like what, what I've learned is that it's really easy for us to go out of balance with the warrior. We need the warrior energy. It's really important, but it's also easy to get into excess warrior where we start fighting and pushing and judging other people and thinking ours is the only way. Yeah. And to come back into balance is so critical. So that balance, honestly, that's why it's so wise you added heart after warrior because it's the warrior heart. It's the true heart practice, that balance in a sense versus full on fighting where it's like, where is that really stemming from? So warrior heart practice, though, what is that and how in the world did you come up with this? I was talking with a friend of mine and he was really suffering, struggling with the story that he was telling himself about a relationship he was in. And I remember the first time he came to me and he's like, I had this horrible thing happen and this happened. And he was telling me he was in so much pain and angst. And I looked at him and I was like, sweetheart, that's actually not what happened. Like I was there. This is actually the sequence of events. And he was like, oh, you're right. Oh my gosh, what was I doing? I was making this whole story. And then he would go away. And then literally two days later, he'd come back to me with the same exact story. (laughs) Sounds like my dad. Yeah, oh my God. The third round of it, I looked, I remember looking at him and thinking, wow, we as humans get so stuck in our stories. We don't even know it's a story. We think it's reality. And I prayed, I just opened my heart and said, is there any way I can help my friend? So it was out of that desire to help somebody that I really loved get to the truth and be able to hold the truth. And the warrior heart practice dropped into my being, basically fully formed. And I was like, oh, all right, let's try this. And so that was about, gosh, it's been almost seven years ago that the practice dropped in and that I've been using it with myself, using it with my students, with my community. And it's a really simple, profound practice to help us get out of story and really start to live from the truth. Uh, It's our stories that really do create all these limiting barriers for whatever reason, almost no reason, and does blind us from our truth. Do you mind walking us through the practice? Yeah, I can definitely walk through and I'll give a, I'll I'll give the theory of it and then I can give a story. I have a, a great, incredible story to share. All right, so the, The practice is whenever you're upset, confused, triggered, have a big emotion up, 
what you start with is what, what I call the first chamber, which is the feeling chamber. So just like the heart, the warrior heart practice has four different chambers and every chamber is important. They all work together. So with our heart, we don't say, well, I really like my left ventricle the best. You know, all four chambers of your heart are really important. So, uh, so we start with the feeling chamber. And the reason is most of us spend an incredible amount of time and energy and internal resources avoiding our emotions or cycling our emotions. So either our story and our emotions get tangled together and we tell ourselves a story, we have an emotional reaction to it, we feel bad, we feel the emotion, the emotion makes us tell more of a story and we can loop a story forever and an emotion. So we can just keep an emotion going. Um, or we've, we've learned to repress emotions, avoid emotions, not go anywhere near our emotional body. Mm-hmm. And so it's a huge act of courage and a huge act of healing to turn our awareness towards this really simple question, what am I feeling? And then to be with the feeling. So you're not trying to fix the feeling, change the feeling, intellectualize the feeling, or even understand it. You're simply being with it and breathing and seeing where is this in my body? Where am I feeling this? Mm -hmm. What's my experience? Mm -hmm. So it's so important. It's so important to actually, I mean, and I've really been uh, talking a lot about this is because I spiritually bypassed so many things for so long yes. that I have all of these yeah. this energy that is um, bottled up within me that I'm still releasing as triggers come or those stories come to mind and I'm like this is not true and I've been crying a lot mm-hmm. and yeah. just like releasing so much that has been within me and I realize the power of actually feeling that feeling for that moment not not trying to shift it not assuming that you're going to simply alchemize it through a thought in a moment and being positive but really experiencing it feeling it and when you do that that alchemizes it to actually free you up yeah it really does yeah that place of of like you're saying so beautifully Raquel of like let yourself just be with the feelings but the important piece is that you're being with the feelings separate from the story so that The second chamber is a story chamber. So once you've gotten a sense of what you're feeling and where it's in your body, then you step into the second chamber and the second chamber is the story. And the question is, what am I telling myself? What's the story? And so then you give yourself absolute permission to share, to speak out loud or write or think about what's the story. And what you want to do when you go into the story chamber is pretend like you're like an archaeologist. Because you want to dig, you want to look at what are the layers of the story. Sometimes we're like, you know, I found a story, it's right at the surface. But the real healing comes when you can realize so often the reason we're in an emotional reaction in the present is because there's something older that's being evoked inside of us. And so that's why you want to really look at what are the layers of the story. Oh, yeah. It's exciting, though, when you first find the story and you think that that is perhaps the root of the issue. But no, there was probably something that even evoked that in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. And to keep looking and be curious. Yeah. And then once you unearth the story, then you go to the third chamber, which is the truth. 
what is true? And the, the question is to really look and ask yourself, what is true versus what is story? And what most of us do in this part of the process is we write a better story. We call ourselves, we call it the truth. Mm-hmm. And this is where a lot of people do things like spiritually bypass. Like they don't want to feel the feelings. They have a story, but then they're like, I'm just going to write a better story. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't <laughs> actually get unpacked. It yeah. gets pa- it gets compacted because now we're trying to put a story on top of a story yeah. out of an agreement rather than out of actually unearthing the story and healing it. So the truth is, what do I know is true? And I always invite people to start with a super simple, I am breathing. Mm. That's always going to be true mm-hmm. to just start there and then explore what else is true. And I'll, I'll share in a moment my own story and a little example of it as well. And then the fourth chamber is intent. What do you want? What's the focus of where you want to put your attention? And something that's really important about the truth chamber is the truth is always really simple. How do you know it's the truth is either there's a resonance in your body, there's a relaxation in your body, or it's super simple. And it's almost always both where it's one sentence. Mm-hmm. So, and then the intent is one word. So it's even more simple. Yeah. Do we do this with our eyes closed or in our meditation journaling or whenever we feel something like when do we begin this and how? You, yeah, you can do it anytime. So for some people, they like writing and that's their way of getting it out. And so there's a, a warrior heart sheet that I created um, that's on my website. So people can download that. Huh. And Sometimes people like walking, Mm -hmm. like the physical movement of walking or sitting in meditation and feeling it. So there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. I've done the practice, like sitting myself down and going, all right, sweetheart, let's go through the chambers. Mm -hmm. Uh, And other times going for long walks or or writing or coloring or drawing. So there's a lot of ways or, or moving. I love that. It's so open depending on the person and what mm-hmm. they do. Because to be it honest, is. some days I feel like going on a long walk. Some days I feel like writing. And lately, for whatever reason, I've been feeling like painting, drawing, which is super new for me. Yeah. So, yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. And there's, there's all these ways to access what's going on inside of yeah. us. And so we get to be creative with it. Once you know what your intent is, so your intent is one word, it's where you are going to put your focus. So the intent is, I want them to be different. Mm. That's, it can't, you can't be that. (laughs) It needs to be, I want to hold compassion. I want to hold presence. I want to tell the truth. So I'll give a quick example. This is the little example, and then I can give a, a longer one. Go for it. So if you have a friend that's always late, and you're getting really frustrated with your friend. And then you start up on the story of like, they don't respect me. They've never really liked me. Nobody ever likes me. All of a sudden you're in this, nobody loves me. Nobody ever listens to me. Nobody, nobody cares about me story. And so the practice would be to stop and go, okay, what am I actually feeling? And you might feel abandoned, scared, um, frustrated. And you just be with those feelings without telling the story about it. Just what does frustration feel like in my body? What is abandonment, the feeling sense of being abandoned and scared feel like in my body and just breathe into it. And then you say, okay, what's the story? And you might see there's a whole story of I'm not respected. Nobody loves me. This friend has never really been a good friend. I mean, there may be a lot of noise in your head. Usually there is. And so then if you go to the truth, the truth is my friend, was late period that's it Mm -hmm. 
anything after that is now story. So, and it may be my friend was late the last three times we agreed to meet, period. So you're just looking at really clearly what do you actually know is true without the story? That's going to give you information and insight. And then you get clear about what your intent is. So maybe your intent is in your life right now, you're learning how to make clear boundaries. Or maybe you're working in your life to be more compassionate or to be more patient. So what intent you pick is really important because it's going to change how you go back into the situation. Because what's beautiful about the warrior heart practice is now you go back. So you take your intent. So let's say your intent is compassion. And then you'll go back into the truth chamber. My friend is late. And, and your truth might also be, I am frustrated, period. That can be true too. Yeah. But it, you know that's temporary. Yeah. So the emotions, because I was figuring, now I see why you also say story. Because I was like, so basically we don't want our emotions to get wrapped up in that. But it's really exactly. more so just seeing, okay, this is what the situation is and not attaching our emotions, but it's okay to recognize like how we're feeling. Cause again, otherwise we would just be spiritually bypassing if we're simply stepping in. Our intention might be to be compassionate, but there is such a difference. What, how do we differentiate between like, let's say we are feeling so frustrated in that moment, but our intention is to be compassionate. So we tell ourselves we're going to be compassionate and we create that story of compassion, but we're really frustrated deep down. Yeah. I mean, what'll happen is you may be able to maintain the compassion for a little bit and then the resentment will start leaking in. Yeah. So that's how you know, if you're clear, you won't have the resentment. It'll just be, you feel compassion for them and you make a choice based on that, that intent that you set. Right. And it'll be really clean. You'll feel good about it. But if you've got something else going on, it's going to show up emotionally or physically. You're going to notice you're grinding your teeth every time you're around that person. Huh. I guess something's <laughs> going on. <laughs> right? Yeah. Why am I clenching my fists? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. And really what this practice does is helps us get into witness mode with ourselves so that we're curious. What am I feeling separate from the story, separate from the truth, separate from our intent? And then we go back. And so you take your intent, you take the truth, and then you go back into your story chamber to look at how else can I do this story? What else is possible? How can I change my perception? How can I open? What's my next action based out of my intent? So now you have a North Star mm -hmm. of how to take action. And, and then you always close the practice going back into the feeling chamber. And there's no right way to feel at the end. You may feel relieved. You may feel frustrated you may feel whatever you feel but you're now with what's actually going on for you oh that's Heather Ashley this is such a powerful tool for everybody because you know there's so many different ways to obviously um, work through anything but what a simple process that is actually practical but also helps you not spiritually bypass anything and shift and alchemize that emotion yeah it's so it's such a beautiful product. I've used it for so many different experiences and things. Oh, I'm sure. Like everything. Yeah. Like everything. And it's true. It's like you can do a little <laughs> frustration. Like I'm in traffic. I'm frustrated. And you can run that through the chambers really quick and get yourself back to being at peace. Um, and you can do it with really big, long-term issues that you've been dealing with. I love that. Run that through the chamber. What a great way to right articulate through the chambers. it. Yeah. 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 I'm going through the chambers right now. That's what I'm going to start saying. Going through the saying. chambers. <laughs> 
Yeah. My, when I first created this practice, I called it the rooms practice. And my, my best friend and I, at the time we would laugh, we were like, go to your room, which room go to the feeling room. Yeah. So, so brilliant. Yeah. So fun. And what's really beautiful about the practice is that what we're doing is, is a simple thing that's, we're trying to undo the, we're undoing complexity and making it simple. I'll put it that way. So if you imagine mm-hmm. if you have a bunch of necklaces and you throw all those necklaces in a bag and then you walk around with those necklaces or a bunch of cords, what happens is they all get t- tied together. Oh, I know. I'm like, well, how did this happen? <laughs> how is it? Yeah. You're like, how, how is this possible? That's like my life. It's so true. And if you start just yanking at them, if you just start pulling them apart, it's going to get worse. Yeah. And this is what many of us do with our stories is we get frustrated and we're like, why is this happening? What we need to do is slow down and separate the pieces out. And that's why I created the practice is you start by what's the feeling separate from the story. And then you start looking at the story and how the story's gotten tangled up and you start separating the pieces of the story. So you realize, oh, this is a, this is a really old storyline oh, this is a newer storyline and they've, they've gotten tied together. So you want to have that same patience, persistence, open heartedness, as if you were untangling your favorite necklaces. Oh, wow. That's poetic and beautiful. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so true. Wow. Our emotions really do get, and I think that's why it takes so long or new ones arise. Often we're triggered in different ways because there are so many like you said, so many layers and also it just feels sometimes that they're also tangled together that sometimes we can almost feel so overwhelmed where unless we really do take that pause, it's really hard to even just experience the day feeling anything but overwhelmment and anxiety. Yeah, it's so true. And the Im- one of the best images that I found around emotional body is that we most of us have this huge emotional backpack that we're carrying with us, which has all these unprocessed emotions that we haven't known what to do with. And so it, we get pulled into the past and we're carrying it. So it takes a tremendous amount of effort. And so part of what the practice does is teaches us how to take the backpack off and start emptying it by giving ourselves permission to have the feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Like giving ourselves permission is one of the first steps as well, I think, because yes. it's like, well, obviously the awareness of it, but giving ourselves permission to walk into that chamber, which is not easy because our mind, our ego, whatever can create so many stories again to m- prevent us from even walking down one chamber or walking yes. or opening one door. Yeah. yeah. And you're so right. It is really the willingness <laughs> to go into each of them separately and spend time and learn to how to discertain the difference, for example, between an emotion and the story. Some people remember talking, I wrote an article and he's like, can we just skip this emotional part and just go to the story? That makes sense. And I'm like, no, (laughs) you have to feel the feeling, you know? Oh, his mind was like, no, no, we're not doing this. (laughs) But see, again, it takes a brave person. It takes a warrior, warrior heart Mm -hmm. to, to open up to that. It does. It does. Yeah. And and then to get curious of what's the difference between the story and the truth. How can I tell what that difference is? Because it can be very subtle sometimes. And our minds want to hold on to the story often. And so it's, we have to learn to really witness ourselves and learn what is the feeling feel like in my body versus 
what is the story? Yeah. So I might as well use this time to interrupt. And instead of fast forwarding, would love for you to listen. And then we'll get back into the flow of creation. So B12. Many of us listening, whether we are vegan or not, may benefit from a high potency B12 like the one Hum Nutrition provides, as B12 is shown to not only support energy levels, but also may influence our mood and hormone balance. And by the way, a deficiency in this can lead to a decrease in protein breakdown and neurotransmitter production. So um, buy brain cells and healthy hair and skin and nails. No, I would like to receive and enhance more of you. <laughs> Actually, what I really do love about Hum as well is that they're not only affordable, like their bottle of B12 30 vegan tablets is only $10. But on top of that, you receive your own magic's discount, which is 20% off. And that is when you use the promo code MAGIC at checkout. And HUM's quality is unparalleled. I have full trust in them as their formulas and ingredients are so meticulously selected to ensure our greatest benefit. And also, they make sure to have the least environmental impact as possible. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced gluten-free, GMO-free, and their vitamins are vegetarian and vegan-friendly. And HUM states that in cases where there is a lack of plant-based alternatives, they are actively working with suppliers to develop one. So I have an inkling of a feeling they might want to be fully plant-based, but right now, of course, their vegan inventory has increased over the years, which is absolutely amazing. And they also collaborate with registered dietitians and researchers at top universities to continue providing the best formulas that truly will impact the wealth of our health. It seems as though their focus is really helping our hair, skin, and nails along with our metabolism and digestive health. Ooh, digestive health is huge. But of course, they also have supplements to help with sleep, aging, and getting ripped. (laughs) They have one called Ripped Rooster. (laughs) I've used their gut instinct on and off for years for balancing my digestion and receiving potent high-quality probiotics. And my mom is all about their turn-back time right now, which has polypodium leucotomos. Leucotomos. Leucotomos? Leucotomos? You know, I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce that. What I do know is that they are grown in Central America and according to HUM, have been studied for their skin benefits, like preventing harmful effects on the skin associated with sunlight exposure. So, um, hi Raquel, I actually do need to get more of that. And it also does help with hyperpigmentation. So, hi. So, there's a variety of offerings that you can choose from and perhaps even consult with one of their personal nutritionists for free and they'll recommend the best nutrients for you and provide a detailed nutrition port taking the guesswork out so that you really can just focus on results. So again, 20% off your HUM order. Just go to humnutrition.com and enter the promo code MAGIC at checkout. That's humnutrition.com promo code MAGIC. Now continuing forward. And that is so authentic to whatever we might be experiencing emotionally, 
from our previous lives for the rest of our lives. That way we can easily move through this the more often we do it. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, it becomes yeah, easier. absolutely. It does. Because it becomes, it becomes authentic easier. to you. Yeah, it does. it does. Also, speaking of, wait, what does, because I know authenticity is big for you. So what does that mean for you? And how can this practice help us tap more into that authenticity? How I think of authenticity is authenticity is your, your innate, I put it in a different way. It's your creative being expressing itself without filtering or masks and that it's not that we have to go find our authenticity we actually have to release everything that's not us Mm -hmm. so sometimes people are like i have to go find my authenticity it's like it hasn't (laughs) gone anywhere it's just been (laughs) buried by the stories of i should be smart or i should be good or i should be you know more like this person over here or i'm this old and i should be this way so it's really once we let go once we start to clear the stories out clear the old emotions out get more and more into relationship with the truth and clear about what our intent is authenticity just happens and people are embracing that more yeah i do think so too which is so beautiful i know it's so beautiful to see it is yeah and do you have a story that has moved you for someone that has experienced this warrior heart practice i do i you know, there's a bunch of stories. I feel moved to share one of my own because this is a big one. I love that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been doing podcasts with a bunch of different people, helping them untangle it. It's been so, so fun. Um, ah. But this story that I'm about to share is really the experience I had where afterwards I was like, all right, this practice works. Like if I can undo that, <laughs> I can undo it. Like anybody can do undo anything. So here's the setup. The setup is that a friend of mine and I were thinking about dating, about starting to date. And we were both in different relationships at the time. um, And we were really, really good friends. And it was one of those moments where we kind of looked at each other and went, huh, this is interesting. We're really similar. But we made the decision we were going to be really good friends and just get to know each other. And so over a couple year process, you know, we ended other relationships, but we stayed really close friends with each other. And there came a point two years in where I made the decision, I'm in, like, I want to have a relationship with this person. I want to check this out. And the same time he made the decision, I'm out. I don't want to go any further with this. So, So we were about to, I was teaching a course in Mexico and he was part of it. And so I'm all excited that he's going to show up and I'm going to tell him. So he walks into the place where I'm staying and I'm like, okay, I'm in, can we just go someplace for a week and spend time together? And he he got, he did the drop his eyes, look away. And I'm like, Oh no. (laughs) So he said, well, maybe, but I have something to tell you. And I'm scared to tell you. And I said, tell me, what is it? And he said, I'm really attracted to somebody here. Oh, so somebody else who's part of the course. And so for the next week, I got to watch him fall in love with this other woman while I taught and it was incredibly difficult. And there's, I have history around stuff like this. And so it kicked up all my history as well. Um, Yeah, so there was one moment where we were going someplace and and I said to him, I said, do do you wanna go for a walk with me? And he said, no, I already have plans. And my heart just broke at that moment. And so I took myself and I sat down and I was like, all right, sweetheart, go to your room basically. And I just 
I sat down, I got super quiet. And I'm like, what are you feeling right now? And I turned towards, and what I felt was this intense disappointment. Mm -hmm. And it was really like pressure in my chest and tears. And so really deep disappointment. And I just sat with it for a while. And I, I realized, I'm like, this is an old feeling. Like, this is familiar. And I hadn't really recognized that before. But I was like, this feels like a kid feeling. Uh, and then I went into the story. And the story was very loud and noisy. And the story was basically, you know, how could this have happened? Um, what's wrong with me? I shouldn't be dating. I'm too old to be dating. I should never date again. I'm never going to have another relationship like the relationship I had with my husband. So there's a lot of noise around it. Um, and, you know, I'm always going to get betrayed. Men are always going to leave me for younger women. So I hung out with the story and I'm like, there's a lot here. And just, just let myself be with the story of what I was telling myself. And then I went into the truth chamber. What's true. And the thing is, when you go into the truth chamber, you have to wait for the truth to come up because your mind's going to try and bring the truth to you, you know, but if you get quiet and wait, the truth, the truth will bubble up from the center of your being. And so this truth bubbled up, he gets to choose. And I was like, that's true. He gets to choose who he loves, period. And then I could feel there's another truth, truth that was really important. So I waited again. And what the next truth that bubbled up is I get to choose. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that I was like, okay, this is feeling good. Like mm -hmm. there's some, like I could feel it starting to shift. And then I went into the intent. What was my intent? My intent was unconditional love. Like I want to be in a place of unconditional love in this very difficult situation. I don't know how I'm going to do that. This is the thing with the intent. You don't need to know how. You just need to be willing to choose where you're going to put your attention and then take action from there. So I went back to the truth chamber. My intent is unconditional love. He gets to choose. I get to choose. And then I went back into the story. And the story, again, is, you know, tried to hook me. And I, I was like, no, I see all the pieces of the story and why they're there. But I, I kept asking myself, what else? How else can I perceive this? What else is true about this story? And what dropped into my being is, because <laughs> part of the story was the universe must hate me. I must be doing something wrong. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, that old, like, yes. it's not fair. Yes. <laughs> so what dropped in was this total knowing the universe loves me so much. It's giving me a PhD and letting go. Mm. <laughs> and when that dropped in, like the whole story just shattered. And I realized, okay, I can do this. I can do this. It's going to be hard because I wasn't done yet. I still have, I think, four days. But it totally shifted me into back into warrior heart, basically, of like, I got it. Okay, this is my opportunity. Because the first round of a similar experience with my husband, um, my ex-husband, I did not do it well. It was very messy. It was very, you know, I didn't, I was not graceful. And so I was like, oh, good. I get another opportunity to do this a little bit more gracefully this time. And then the feeling, I went back into the feeling chamber and the, I had disappointment. I still felt intensely disappointed. That hadn't shifted. But what was beautiful is because I named it and just said to myself, I'll be with you, sweetheart. Like I just held myself in the disappointment is that that disappointment dissipated over the next couple of days. And I felt clear again. So 
Yeah, isn't that a fantastic story? And it didn't end. I mean, I had a lot more to process. Of course, we always do. I had a focus. We always do, right? But I had a focus. I had clarity. And so that's what the practice can do is even in really difficult situations, give us a hand up to see it from, to see it both, you know, I think about it in two ways. It's like to see things from a higher perspective, but also to be honest with where we actually are and what the feelings are. So we're holding all of ourselves that wise part and also the hurt part. Oh my gosh, I have so many chills right now. (laughs) (laughs) The gift of clarity and the gift of knowing that when you were asking those questions and what really came into heart was something that was, because we always know what's true is love. Everything Mm -hmm. has to do with love. And so that reminder from the universe or within you that that you also get to choose and that this is happening for you because you're so powerful that you really get to experience this Mm -hmm. like being able to feel that because that is more of love like what a place of empowerment yeah it was phenomenal really phenomenal (laughs) wow (sighs) okay the map. Yeah, that's the method. So the map is this big picture view and it, it ties in. So if you think about, mm, let me put it this way. This is something that I learned from Miguel, which is called the Toltec cosmology. It's the biggest picture view of how we got here as humans. So each of us has what we call a big soul, which is your essence, which is your, your wise parts, a part of you that's connected to all of life and that has access to love and to, to, oneness and then we each also have this part of us called our little soul and your little soul is also known as your ego your personality it's a part of us that feels separate now we often give the ego or this little soul a bad rap like i'm supposed to get rid of it i'm supposed to deny it and it doesn't work because it's part of us so what we want to do is recognize that when we're little when we're first born our big soul and our little soul are usually very deeply connected. And you see this in little kids, like they're just in love and wonder and awe because they're connected to their big soul. And that's your divinity. That's your connection to the divine. And then what happens is the little soul's attention starts getting hooked and it starts believing it's supposed to be something else. And so it starts making up rules and agreements and stories and all the stories get in between the little soul and the big soul. So the big soul hasn't gone anywhere. It's now just covered by all these stories that the little soul is creating. I should be this way. I shouldn't be this way. All the laws. And, you know, we learn, we we make up things, but we also learn things from our parents, from our church, from what we call the dream of the planet, which is the way humans are dreaming. And most of us, most humans are dreaming out of fear right now. You know, yes. we can really oh, see that, especially, especially right, right now. now. So, yeah, it's oh. so intense right now, especially. Exactly. Yeah. So we recognize we're seeped oh. in fear and that we want to start to change the dream and reconnect our little soul back again with our big soul. And there's two ways to do that. There's a gazillion ways to do that, but there's two main ways to do that. One is do more of what you love things that you totally love and you get lost in and you feel that open-hearted, connected sense, that's your little soul reconnecting with your big soul. So 
So do more of what you love, whatever it is. It might be salsa dancing. It might be going for walks in nature. It might be collecting mason jars. Like who cares? Do more of it. Mm-hmm. And I love that. That's like them dancing together. Your little soul with your big soul. Exactly. That's so sweet. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. 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 And the second way is to clean what's between the little soul and the big soul. Mm. So clean up the beliefs and the agreements. And that's where the warrior heart practice comes in is it's a cleaning tool to help us clean out the stories <sighs> and the emotion. This is the, what, ugh. okay. I have to release this during quarantine. Cause like all of this is gold for all of us at this time. Like what we need. Mm. It is. It's so helpful. And we've, I've run it through with people around the pandemic and you know, just for people that are, hello, welcome COVID-19, for people that are navigating right now or any challenge, it's that that willingness to go, okay, what am I feeling? Mm-hmm. What's the story that I'm telling myself? And a lot of us have really developed disaster minds. Mm-hmm. So we're, you know, like, this is going to be the end of the world as we know it, or I'm going to be financially ruined, or I'm going to get it and die. That's all part of the story because the truth is we don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just some simple truths around the pandemic. There have always been viruses, yeah. period. There will always be viruses, period. This one's extra strong, yep. period. And so we have to respect it. And also right now, hopefully, at least if you're listening right now in this moment, I'm healthy, period. Yes, <laughs> period. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. And that brings us back absolutely into the present moment. And then we can say, what's my intent? In my relationship with COVID-19, for example, or whatever situation you're challenged by, what's my intent? What do I want for myself? You pick that quality, that word, and then you get to use any challenge to help you build into that quality. Mm. I wish that we received tools like this as children. Oh my gosh, me too. Do you work with kids or do you help others teach this to kids? No, I teach parents more and it's been really beautiful to get the reports back because I don't have kids to get the reports back from parents that have taught this to their kids. Oh my God, I just heard the best story of um, one of my facilitators that her daughter had just finished a piano lesson and her daughter's around, I think 11. Mm Mm-hmm. And she said to her mom, I'm never playing piano again. I'm done. And her mother was like, what is going? And she said, she stopped herself. And she said, how are you feeling right now? What are you feeling? And so she walked her through the practice. She didn't say, we're not going to do a practice. She just just started asking questions. And this is how you teach kids. You know, so she started asking questions. And then she started asking about, well, what are you telling yourself? And helped her daughter see that her daughter had made up a whole story of something she hadn't processed from the past had nothing to do with piano lessons, (laughs) but it's that gentle ask questions and help kids to learn that it's okay to have emotions and to name their emotions and to express their emotions. Um, And then to also help them understand what's the difference between a story and a truth. And you can start really gently for the, the really little ones and then become more sophisticated. It's so amazing to hear a story 
and then you have your own epiphany within of why certain things happen and it all of a sudden because these are deep-rooted issues because they happen during childhood this is something I'm talking about yes. it's something that actually is helping me out with something that I'm really it's a really deep-rooted thing and mm-hmm. the yes. hearing this piano story because I quit piano around 11 years old and it's my favorite instrument and I love the piano but I quit because I couldn't think of why until it dawned on me. It's almost as if I heard a little whisper. Like, you know, I was just simply afraid at that time. I was afraid of being uh, picked on again or whatever. It was more so fear of being yes. picked on, a rejection, yada, yada, as a, such a sensitive yes. little kid. So, wow. Yes. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a, that deep yeah. untangling, and then to have so much compassion I'm for so, that eleven-year-old. I know, oh, I know. <laughs> that, it's so great how we can like bring up our inner child even today and work with yes. her. Yeah, and then grow her up. That's my yeah. always. It's like then mature that part of yourself of like, all right, let's build resilience so Ooh. that it's okay if people don't like you. It's okay if people. You know, now it would be bully you on Facebook, basically. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So, but that we we build our capacity and our resilience and our strength by honoring those parts of ourselves that were wounded and then helping that part of us mature Mm. so that we are more capable. Let's build that little child up. Yes. So there's something here I wanted to ask you about. What is a spiritual smugness? (laughs) That is a (laughs) something I came up with when I was watching, I was on a plane and there was a, a woman who's a vegan uh-huh. and she was being so, um, I already know where this is going. <laughs> oh my God. It's hilarious. Yeah. You know, she was like, you don't have my food for me. Like you don't have anything. And I like very gently, like gave her my, my right. um, bread, like gave her stuff that I had that was vegan and, and just kind of checked in her, sent her a bunch of love. Um, but she was like very dramatic and very like, how dare they? And then I was trying to get my suitcase down and nobody was helping me. And the guy in front of me left and she was like, I can't believe he helped you. And I just looked at her and I'm like, I thought, girlfriend, you're creating a lot of suffering, aren't you? You have no idea what his story was. So what I recognize and inside of myself and inside of so many of us is we, it's, there's a place in our spiritual development and our healing process that's, that can be really dangerous because we have enough healing and enough clarity where we now start judging everybody else. Well, if they were just more healed or, oh, well, I've done that work and they haven't. And so I called it spiritual smugness. Oh, yep. yeah. I've caught and myself we're all guilty it. of it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, all, Especially yeah. on this yeah. spiritual journey. Like, and yeah. I've been calling it, it's somewhat similar, just like a spiritual ego it's not so smug but I'm noticing this sense of we are or some people just feel as though they don't belong and I don't want to minimize that feeling Mm -hmm. but they create a separateness like I am not like them yes you know just like it's a part of the ego it seems in my perception I could be projecting but just creating more separateness and not yeah more oneness yeah, yeah. I, I think that's true. Yeah, and it's easy to fall into it. It's just so it's something that we all need to be mindful of. Yeah. Is that you know we all have judge this part of us that judges that judges us and judges other people, and yeah. it can be very easy for that judge yeah. to grab onto our spiritual path and be like, 
you're doing so well. You're meditating every day. I'm so proud of you. You know, it starts off really like this very sweet voice. Like you're so, you're so powerful. I love that you're sending healing light to everyone on the planet and you're so much better than everybody else. You know, then it slips in. Oh right? my so gosh, you just have yes. to be, pay attention because that judge yes. part is sneaky. It gets, it gets, it gets sneakier as we do more work honestly. Exactly. It really is a tricky that I love that. Okay. So spiritual ego, spiritual smugness. Like I love that you're bringing this to light. Um, when I started this path and started meditating, Mm -hmm. I indeed just felt like I was levitating and some other people weren't and it wanted me to, it made me feel as though like, Oh, I don't want my energy around them because they're going to lower my energy, which is not true. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, do you have a little bit of time for a quick rapid fire round? Yeah, sure. I love it. Well, first, do you have any other messages about this that you want to share? I just say the the last message is around that piece of doing more of what you love is so important. And that doesn't, you know, like I love traveling, but I'm not going to be traveling for a while. And so to be really creative of right, how do we nourish ourselves? How do we feed ourselves? And I think about it as nourishing our own soil mm-hmm. so that we become stronger and more again, resilience. Yes, that's true. Especially during this time where it's like, it's so easy to not want to nourish those things that we know keeps us grounded just because we might be in that panicky state for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Rapid fire. So are you a morning or a night person? Both. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Explain, elaborate. I'm curious. I just, I have phases where I love mornings and I'll wake up super early and then it'll flip and I'll be a night person and I'll be up really super late and creative. So yeah. Absolutely. It's either, it just depends on the phase. It just depends on the phase. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. What (laughs) is your morning routine like? If you have a morning routine. I do. I usually, when I wake up, I stay in bed for a little bit, like for five to 10 minutes and just send gratitude and like listen and go into stillness for a while before I get up and then really like I just have a little sweet ritual of baking coffee or tea for myself in the morning and just really slowly bringing myself and listening to chanting and oh, I love listening to chanting um, before I get to in work the morning me too that's <laughs> the best yeah what chant do you often turn to or mantra or a bunch of different mantras oh, together yes yeah, so many I mean one of my favorite is, is David Pramal great love for her so Beautiful. yeah yeah, and the Gayatri mantra is one of my favorites. Do you have a writing routine now that you are also an author, published author? I have a kind of sporadic writing routine. So okay. I tend to write in the mornings. And if what I've learned is if I can start writing before I do anything else, like maybe meditating. Sometimes I'll meditate before I write. But if I like check email or think I'm going to go for a run first, it's over. So mm-hmm. I go in with the writing and right. keep that time super separate from everything else. Great self-awareness. That's so true. Yes. It's like um, I'll definitely push back certain things if I do something else before that very big yeah. creative thing that I really wanted to endeavor. Yes. Dog or cat person? Oof. <laughs> <Both>. <laughs> yeah. Uh- <laughs> You know, I used to be a serious cat person, then I realized I was allergic to cats. So that, <gasps> no. Yeah, I know. So that super dampened that love affair. <laughs> oh, man. How about strawberry, chocolate, vanilla, or Neapolitan? Chocolate. There's no, yeah, 
<laughs> no I'm a Libra, but the cho- yeah, I'm a Libra, <laughs> but the chocolate's like always chocolate. Wait, Libra's usually like vanilla or something? Everything. Oh, yeah, oh everything. okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Which is why I'm like, I'm a morning and a night person. I like dogs and cats. <laughs> I get it. Parent. And that's so true. I'm my Libra friends and my brother's a Libra. And yes, that does make a world yeah. of sense. You're like, I like all the different types of chocolate, though. That is true. That is true. <laughs> um, favorite city in the entire world? Oh, my gosh. Such a hard question. I would say right now I'm really missing Abud, Bali. Oh my gosh, me yeah. too. That's my absolute favorite place in the world yeah. as well. When was the last time you were there? Uh, two years ago. Okay. Yeah. What do you usually yeah. like to do when you go to Abud? Oh, just be. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, it's, yeah, I love it there. Do you have so. a favorite restaurant there? Probably Yellow Flower because I usually stay up in that part of oh. the, the world. Yeah. Same. Yeah, I love you. Well, my favorite is close to Yellowflower, but I usually stay in that area uh-huh. and I'll go to Yellowflower and I just love it. A lot of my jewelry I actually bought at Yellowflower. Oh, Flower. nice. That's right. Yeah. Because they have that little, yeah, yeah. it's so good. Yeah. Book you're currently reading, if any. I'm currently reading the Carlos Castaneda series. I'm reading the second book right now called the uh, Sep- A Separate Reality. Awesome. Have you started this? Did you start the series during quarantine? I did. And I've been, I'm actually working on a a PhD dissertation on Toltec wisdom. So I'm going through every Toltec book and I finally got my, this was, this is such a pandemic expert thing. Like I got all my research material together and the system and I'm going in. So it's very exciting. (gasps) Yeah. Whoa. Congratulations. That's huge. It is huge. Oh my gosh. What? Toltec wisdom book aside from the four agreements would you recommend we read if we were interested in learning more in an easy way (laughs) yeah I would say you know I just reread my friend Miguel Jr so Miguel's oldest son's book the five levels of attachment oh yeah okay it's good it's a really good one yeah 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 define love Mm, complete acceptance and respect and presence. Mm, beautiful. Define God, source of the universe. Undefinable <laughs> presence. How about undefinable presence? Yes. Oh, I love that ad. So yeah. the universe yeah. gave you free, so no cost, billboards to share one message across the main highways in major cities all around the world. What would these billboards read? Oh, I love that. two things come to mind so i see you you are loved (sighs) someone's like who sees yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i think we're so yearning to be seen like to be really seen and recognized and accepted such a yearning i know Mm -hmm. i know and then sometimes we can slip out of feeling loved especially during this time where of self-isolation for many yes exactly yeah yeah well beautiful one last question that i ask all of the euro magic guests how would you advise the euro magic listeners to create their own magic Mm. to bring their creativity and their curiosity to doing ritual and ceremony every day in all the little ways so when you wash your hands to honor water when you take a shower to honor your body, when you stand out in the sun to take in fire and to like every transition for 
for me, what a ritual is, it's a, it's a celebration or a, mar- a marking or an honoring of a transition. So every transition to make it sacred. Mm, everything. I think that's beautiful. Everything. I feel like yeah. this pandemic as well is a lot of us. I've definitely been mindfully breathing more when I wash my hands. And I feel like I've created a little yes. ritual out of that because I know yes. that I really need to wash my hands more deeply and more mindfully. So yeah, that's so beautiful. Where can everyone find you, Heather Ash? Best place is on my website, heatherashamara.com. And then I'm on all the places, mm-hmm. my d- dinger. <laughs> so um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. All of it. Are you on TikTok? That's the new one. I am not yet. I'm, I'm not yet. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm going there. We'll see. <laughs> I, I have a inkling of feeling most everybody will. Yeah. So you'll probably get there. You're like, at when, some when point. When the time's right. Yeah. At some point. <laughs> but, yeah. Same, same, same. Yes, and of course, I'm going to put that in the show notes. Heather Ash, I'm so thankful to have this conversation with you. And I am excited to actually um, walk out my door and share this amazing information with my family right now. So thank Mm. you so much. You're so welcome, sweetheart. Thank you for all that you do. and Take good care of yourself. Dear Yomis, thank you so much, so, so much for lending your ear and taking time, valuable time for your soul to listen to this episode today. I am honored to provide this for you and I hope something in this spoke to you and shifted you in some way. I would love to personally connect with your soul on, well, of course, IRL, but also on the Instagrams or the Facebooks. My Instagram, which I am finally active on, is at Raquel Mantra, that is spelled R-A-Q-U-E-L-L-E Mantra. I'll put that in the show notes. And make sure to not only see and respond to all the comments, but also send love back to you because why not? And then for you to also connect with me and this powerful tribe of like-minded individuals, high-vibing individuals to, to raise your vibrations, feel free to join us in the Euro Magic secret Facebook group. That will also be left in the show notes. And feel free to browse yourownmagic.life. I have some free guided meditations on there and more information about upcoming retreats and events. And of course, my offering, my service is the Soul Tribe exclusive site, which is $44.44 USD. This is for life for you to receive many meditations and The most recent one was to help you reprogram your subconscious mind to see your highest potential in a hypnotic state. For example, like reprogramming your subconscious mind to see your highest potential while you're in a hypnotic state, along with others like activating your third eye or short, simple ones to ease you into your morning or alleviate anxiety and a lot of deep imaginings which I love to do personally is to just visualize and expand my imagination so I can be more creative in my day in addition to that other soul expanding journalings to ask yourself every morning and magic challenges and other spiritual rituals yada yada (laughs) anyway I love you all so much thank you so much for listening and have a magical day